Welcome to Dance to Heal. I'm your host, Jenny C. Cohen. Join me as I share stories of how dance and movement can bring healing in a way that is safe and tailored to your life. I'm a cancer survivor, mother of two, and an award-winning performer who found that movement was vital to my recovery. I created Dance to Heal Wellness and also authored the best-selling book, Outside in Recovery, Dancing My Way Back to Myself After Breast Cancer. I will bring new techniques to help you on your dance journey and healing path. Are you ready to move? Dance to Heal starts now. So today's show, we're talking about how therapeutic is dance really? We, like, let, let's just on a straight talk. I've I've been on the air now and, and had the blessing of being on Transformation Talk Radio since September, October, November, December. Yeah. So this is my fifth month of two shows per month. And what exactly, why exactly is my platform talking about movement and why it's important to move and, and um, what changes to expect when you move? And I want to Discuss and make sure that we understand that we are on a deep, basic level. We're cellular beings, which is thousands, billions of cells connected inside a little meat bag. And we vibrate to the concept of sound. So the, there's a garbage truck outside my door right now. I hope you don't hear that too loudly, but it's really loud on my end. <laughs> My cells are reacting to the sound of it emptying the garbage, yeah? My cells vibrate to the sound of a bird warbling its morning song. My cells vibrate to my voice, your voice. Singers can move millions and billions of people with their voices, and we vibrate. To me, that is a form of movement. That is a form of dance that we all universally do. Well, what does that mean, though? Because there's so much research now that talks about how movement is essential to even staying young. It keeps your brain active. There is an association, a crisscross between what we take in, how we perceive it, and what we give out. Yeah? My very first da- uh, dance experiences as a young child, of course, are vastly different as an adult over time after life experiences because we're constantly assimilating that information, bring it into ourselves so that when we see more information, we react a different way, but also in certain set patterns, sometimes we might set up. My very first belly dance teacher here in the States was someone that I found at a time that I was a new mom, well, not a new mom. I guess we're almost four, but it felt like I was a new mom. It felt like I was a beginner every single day I woke up because these little, little, they were amoebas when they came out. And now they were these little beings with little brains forming and going in different directions all the time. And my whole life was consumed trying to keep them alive <laughs> and trying to facilitate growth. So when belly dance came, it also, that life experience, I didn't realize until in retrospect, it was a little bit triggering for my childhood where I was not necessarily having a lot of my needs met. And here I was giving all my children everything that I needed as a child to healing in that way. But there were other things I needed to heal. And when I found belly dance, there are this amazing books out there that talk about how we hold memory in our bodies, in ourselves. And the movement itself, that dance movement 
helped me to completely start to release some of that memory energy. And it started to help me and um, heal and grow in ways I needed to in conjunction with my life experience of being a mother. Yeah. However, I am telling everyone, just take a dance class. But I do want to encourage you to understand there is a very important factor you have to remember. When you go to an instructor, I count myself as a teacher, and my guest today is also a teacher. We're human, and we are also very, we're fallible, meaning we're all humans. We're all meat sacks floating through space trying to make sense of the world. And so in retrospect, like just thinking back over my first teacher, I was very, very hurt soul. And she was someone that tended to attract hurt souls. And then over time, as we got better, we get kicked out of the nest. <laughs> There's a there's a running joke of all the people who who were we had like an AA meeting of people who who were kicked out of her classes in the area that I first initially started dance classes. It's the truth. Isn't that funny how the truth is sometimes really, really funny? Anyway, so um when you're doing instruct dance instruction, just remember you have your individual journey, you have the experience of the people that you might be taking classes with, that energetic exchange. You have a teacher or guide. I always want to call them more guides and teachers these days. But, you know, almost 20 years ago, I called her my teacher and she became almost like a mother figure to me. And so I want to just give you a little word of caution, right? A lot of times the dance and the healing will bring up events that you really need to have the, the, uh, guidance of a professional like a therapist or someone who's had training like my guest who has a degree in helping you facilitate your feelings and processes yeah a lot of times okay people can teach you just hang a little sign on your door I'm like I'm a teacher I can teach you how to dance and you're like yeah and then you all dance together and then you start bringing up feelings and experiences that are natural and a part of the movement and experience. And then y'all don't know what to do with your feelings. We don't, and then you need someone who can at least guide you in the right direction of your personal experience and your personal process. I hope that makes sense. And I hope that that is something that you will keep in mind because you got to move. Movement is life. When you stop moving, our body goes, oh, you don't need it. You don't need movement. I'm going to take it away. It's very efficient. Oh, it, the universe provided this. It, so I joke about us being a meatball, right? But we're really not. We're, we're like a Borg unit. <laughs> Everything working together in this very highly efficient way. And then if you if you don't use it, your your little sentient being body goes. Oh, you don't you don't need it. Like you don't want to work out. No, you don't need the energy for the strength. I'm gonna take it away. You don't want to stretch. Well, you you don't need this flexibility in your armpit. I'm gonna take that away. Yeah, because it wants to exert energy in the most efficient and um, life affirming way inside yourself. Right. So I'm taking extra time today's show because I really want to get into it with um, into deep discussion with my special guest today. And I want to introduce her today and I want to just talk about this. But first, I want I'm going to ask Jacob to please hit the very short, small snippet clip of our special guest today. Her name is Amanda Rose. And this is a piece that she she did uh, during, I think, the accumulation of her degree. And I just wanted you to just hear it. 
I I love it because in the in the piece you hear her voice, and um, I, I'm just really really want to share with that with you. Please hit the video, Jacob. Now, as you're ending, keep your eyes closed and feel what your body is saying. Feel the ending of your last statement. It's not accidental that you're the way you are. It says something that's important to you right now. What are you saying? Don't grasp for the words. Just feel and come out of it. right now and I'm in Salt Lake City and the beauty of it is that I get to start every Monday with her online and I get to hear that voice guiding me through through my movement now um Amanda Rose, she's an internationally acclaimed instructor and performer. She's based out in Barcelona, Spain, and she's known for her technical precision, emotionally captivating performances, and insightful instruction. If you go to her website, you will read all of her accolades. The biggest thing I really want to point out is Amanda just graduated with her master's degree in dance movement therapy uh, from La Universita Autonoma de Barcelona. I, sorry, I, I mutilated that, but I did my very best. I got a thumbs up from Amanda. So welcome, Amanda. Hi, I'm, I'm so excited to, to, to be here. I, I, like, I've just been in awe listening to your opening to this whole thing. Like, yeah, exactly. 100%. Oh, my God, I got a million things to say. <laughs> Yes. What, would you please speak on? Okay, so let's just give the readers a little bit of background. Amanda and I first met uh, on the launch of a, a huge theatrical production show in Boston, and you were one of the featured performers. You know, this is belly dance, like like on steroids. The show it's just so amazing, so huge on a big screen. Mostly belly dancing is done in small salons, small uh, weddings, and. Um, Shortly after that, you moved to Spain and you started your degree. Would you please share with the audience, just to start with kind of why you decided to embark on a degree in dance movement therapy? Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I really had no idea what I was getting into. Um, and I scarcely met a person showing up to a dance movement therapy program that really knew what they were doing or knew what it was about. Most people show up and pretty much have no idea. And I really think our instructors kind of relished our entire first year, letting us still not really know what the hell was going on. <laughs> it was, it was pretty intense, but, um, you know, there was a lot of things. The program just became a culmination of so many things that I wanted to do. I originally wanted to go into social work. I ended up doing sociology for my undergrad. I also did a degree in Spanish literature. Um, I lived in Spain previously. I love the Spanish language. Um, and I like this intersect here in Barcelona. It's very multicultural, international, cosmopolitan. 
And the program really gave me the opportunity to combine sociology, psychology, dance, movement, social work. It, it just really met me at all of these points for all of these things that were just really important to me. And I really didn't know what I was signing up for, but I really wanted to move to Barcelona. I loved this city here. And, uh, Honestly, like there, let's just be real. There's not a lot of ways to move abroad, uh, you know, and as a dance teacher, there was not a lot of ways to get a legal visa <laughs> to be abroad. So this kind of happened to be my ticket towards this huge life transition. I'm originally from Chicago. I was in Arizona for 10 years before I moved for the master's program. So, um, you know, it, it just kind of gave me everything that I was looking for. And then the program was actually like three and a half years long, which is a really long master's program. Uh, and it had two years of practicum. So I did two different internships with two different uh, specialties in mental health. And, um, and then my thesis I did on the therapeutic capacities of oriental dance in the Western context. So I've gone the distance, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. I um, I have a master's degree in occupational therapy. And that was, I did an additional internship in hand therapy in New York City. So I get it. I, I understand that that extra three months without pay and yet learning at the, the feet of these hand therapists that were working with post-surgical hand, hand surgeries in New York City was something you don't give up if you have the opportunity to. So would you speak on your thesis? Wow, totally. Um, it's it's long. It's online. If you want to go read it, you can just uh, look it up. Or um, I believe it's called East Meets West. Can we get a little more stereotypical? Uh, <laughs> but no, I think it's uh, Eastern Dance Meets Western Culture. And, uh, yeah, and the therapeutic capacities of Oriental dance in the Western context. Um, it did not, I wanted to do something in relationship to rock sharky, Oriental dance, belly dance. It had been so foundational for me. It will always be. It's a huge chunk of my life, a huge chunk of my growth, my experience, every, you know, what I've essentially lived through and how I've grown as a human. And um, I wanted to somehow tie that into everything that I was doing in my master's program, uh, which is, you know, so psychoanalytical and mental health and really abstract. And, you know, in a certain kind of a way, Rock Sharky really has that, you know, abstract element to it as well. So I didn't go into it knowing that it was going to turn out the way that it did. I knew personally that uh, belly dance had given me a therapeutic experience in some form or fashion. And I wanted to essentially investigate how that existed, what brought that about, how, um, how it could be um, recreated, how it is recreated and what that means for people, what they're looking for when they come to a dance class, what they get when they come to that dance class, all of these kinds of things. Um, and, uh, if you read it, you'll find out what I figured out, which is a lot, a lot. People find a lot when they come to a belly dance class, they really, really do. And a, a lot of things, a lot of what I, I realized, a lot of what I put together was that there's essentially this void uh, and people usually are using 
that experience, that belly dance class to fill some kind of void. And there's a lot of things that can be in that void. It can be, you know, connection with your body. It can be self-expression. It can be freedom of movement. It can be um, othering or cultural borrowing. It can be community. It can be, uh, I mean, like, (laughs) it can be body, uh, you know, improved confidence and self-esteem. It can be, uh, mind body connection it you know like there's a million not a million there's a list there's a really strong list uh for what it is that belly dance ends up offering people who show up and everybody's looking for something different so it's not to say that you're going to find everything all of those things but that yeah. they're there oh yeah oh yeah amanda uh so jumping off of that I would love for you to tell us why and how you came up with the concept of your Monday classes. Totally. Um, So my Monday classes are called Move, Connect, Express, Grow. And I think always, I've always been, ever since I was a child and also very much in my upbringing, the idea of growing, uh, not always in those terms, but grow has always been like a really important thing to me to to grow to expand to learn to be better to evolve and the idea of um, move connect express grow uh kind of cycles these concepts in dance movement therapy where um you you move in this exterior space you have feelings you capitulate those thoughts, you express them, and then you move. And it's like, it's this cycle. And that is the cycle of growth and essentially how you take a movement experience in certain ways from just being a a momentary cathartic experience to creating a sense of growth is often the cognitive processing and verbal expression. It doesn't have to be verbal as well. It can it can be written down. It can be done through art expression. We did a lot of drawing and things like that in my program. But this kind of cycle of you move, you connect, you express, then you grow. Then you move, you connect, you express, then you grow. And that this is kind of the life cycle that it we take, that it takes. And I wanted to start doing a class that didn't really have any other... Well, it has a lot of sub objectives, but that was the main objective. The main objective is that people move and that they connect with themselves and whatever that means on that day for them and that they express in some kind of way, whatever that means for them. And that's an expression when they're moving. That's an expression when they're talking, when they're sharing, also when they're hearing other people share and that they then grow based on having created some kind of connection between their movement experience, their verbal sharing, their community environment. And then that allows them to create a better sense of who they are and what they want in the world and how they go about, you know, holding themselves in space and what it is that they want for themselves and their greater mental health. Yes, folks. And that is why I take my classes with Amanda every Monday. <laughs> I mean, joking aside, really, um, I have a vast experience with uh, group dynamics from being an occupational therapist. I understand the therapy 
therapeutic approach of group work. Um, Amanda is someone that I can fully vouch for personally. Please take her classes if you've ever, ever wanted to explore movement in a guided way that is safe. And I say safe in capital letters, S-A-F-E equals Amanda Rose's classes because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and I even also do her other online classes where she'll take you through series of technique, expression. Um, I'm in in her choreography intensive right now. Um, Real talk, y'all. There are a few teachers that I can unequivocally say you won't ever not feel safe in her class. You'll feel pushed. You'll feel challenged. But you'll always feel safe in your movement exploration. So please definitely check out Amanda's classes. Um, I have a question for you, though, Amanda. Go ahead. Tell me. I appreciate your 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 vouch. I I appreciate the Jenny Aaliyah bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bump, but it's also a um, a truth talk moment. Um, we're in a day and age right now at because of the the. Um, the year of our plague 2022 of COVID everyone's online and everyone yeah. needs to be online for self-expression. And um, if you are feeling called to teach, feel free to be called to teach, but there are people who have been online for a number of years, Amanda being one of them. So you know that they worked out most of the kinks, if not all the kinks in the actual production and the value of their classes. And then you have a couple with people who are very clear and who they are and their role in the class. And that's super important. You know, it's one thing if you're just starting to move, if you start to feel the need to invest time, energy, finances into fully growing in dance and movement. You know, there there are right now for me, a handful of people, you being one of them, that is equipped to handle that. Because, you know, movement brings up a lot of stuff. Like I was in the beginning. And- And with that, on that note, I would just like to say, like, you know, connecting back to the idea of the thesis and all of the things that the belly dance space and setting kind of uh, presents and makes available for people. I've also realized that within the context, there are also limitations, like every dance style has limitations. They all kind of uh, succeed in a certain kind of expression and a certain kind and range of availability for what you can say, where you could go, what you can do with your body, what you can express in Raksharki and in salsa and in ballet are totally distinct experiences. And they all offer something incredibly valuable, but it's not to say that each one of them has their limitations. And based on what I saw a lot in my thesis and seeing a lot of the reasons why women were showing up, not just women, but you know, the belly dances are generally filled with, uh, with, uh, with women and females, not that those are the only participants. Um, but in general, the participants that were showing up were looking for certain kinds of things. And I, in a certain kind of a way, I guess I realized that, uh, it wasn't always available in belly dance. Belly dance had a limitation. It was like it was like the entry point, but that exploratory movement could offer something that maybe belly dance was struggling to make available. Uh, and maybe people were trying to get something out of belly dance that it wasn't really designed to offer. 
because I think that's happened a lot. Um, so that's another reason that I really wanted to do the Move Connect Express Grow classes was to offer up to a lot of my community, which is majority oriental dance, rock, shirky, and belly dance, to be like, hey, you want to explore, you know, yourself for real. Like you want to get into self-exploration. You want to, you know, make contact with your body. You want to feel free movement. You want to experiment. You want to play. You want to have greater sense of confidence. You want to create more connection with yourself and your own expression. Come to a class that isn't belly dance because there's no strings attached in exploratory movement. You can be anything. You can do anything. So it's kind of important to kind of stress that dances themselves, dance styles have limitations and those structures make sense culturally, historically, all of those things really make sense. And then there are dances that offer more flexible bounds and, but they all, they're all limited, yeah, limited, limited. (laughs) They're all limited. But Jenny, yeah, tell me, ask me your question. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 that's, they, they are limited. And, and the beauty though is that, um, with respectful scholarship, the doors open into this wealth of knowledge and richness with every genre of dance, understanding that every genre of dance has its limitations. It was so true. So oh. true. Now, so Amanda, what do you, what, what are you offering in the beginning of 2022 for our, our audience that they can start signing up for if they're Totally. Um, so on Mondays and Sundays in the month of January, I have a live Move Connect Express grow classes. And uh, we'll be working on understanding our movement profile. So using Laban, Rudolf Laban, who is, you know, kind of like a, a founder of movement dance, movement analysis, and we reference a tremendous amount in um, dance movement therapy. Uh, he created these different kinds of movement analysis and observation techniques. So we'll be using those, learning what they are, and kind of applying them to our own dance to see where our tendencies are and where they aren't. People often find they're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize this type of movement makes me really uncomfortable or I can't even do it. Like, I don't even know how to make it happen. And when I do, I just don't like it. So people often start to find their own resistances, uh, what works well, what doesn't. And we use different kinds of movement that give expression. And then we really just like let it fly and let people experiment. And by through the force of the through the course of the four classes, by the end of the month, we'll, we'll have worked through all of the efforts. So you'll get a much better idea of what your movement profile is, which allows you to do a lot. It under, allows you to understand where your strengths are in your dance and where maybe you have challenges and weaknesses that you really want to work on. And it allows you to see where maybe you haven't explored yet. And for dancers who are like, oh, I want to get better. I want to grow. I want to have new things. I don't want to do the same thing all the time. This is the kind of class where you figure out what that stuff looks like. Yay! But she also will launch series of other types of dance classes. Totally. Be sure to keep an eye on, get on Amanda Rose's um, email list. Amanda, thank you so much for coming. So audience, thank you so much. Unfortunately, I've run out of time yet again. 
Come back. I got another amazing guest coming up. And uh, if you need to and you want to be a part of my Dance to Heal program, make sure you get onto my uh, my website, JennyCCohen.com, and get yourself on my Flowdesk little email and, and just, you know, get and jump on the train with us. Move with us. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Dance to Heal with Jenny C. Cohen. Come back next time to hear stories of recovery through movement and learn more ways that you can move your body. To work with me and continue your journey, visit OutsideInRecovery.com. Are you ready to move?